Hey everyone, it is B from the Galactic Dads Podcast. Excited to bring you some great news this week because this May the 4th we decided to do something really special and launch a Star Wars-centric podcast under the Galactic Dads Media Network. This show, the Force Dyad Podcast, will be brought to you by Jedi John and Obi Sean. They'll talk about their personal favorite Star Wars memories, dig into the lore of the vast Star Wars network, and cover the news that comes out of the Star Wars universe constantly. If you're a fan of Star Wars, get set. You're going to love this show. Welcome to the Force Diag Podcast, a Star Wars-centric podcast which aims to connect us fans to our fandom. Each episode, we discuss recent shows, movies, and what's new in books, comics, and gaming. We share our favorite theories and touch on our collectible hobbies, all in an effort to connect the galaxy far, far away to our own. Welcome, everyone, to the first episode of the Force Diet Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Obi Sean Kenobi, and I'm joined by my other host, co-host. Yeah, Jedi John, <laughs> right here, coming to you, uh, not live, it won't be live when you hear it, but from the Jedi Temple. Um, excited to start this um, wonderful installment for another Star Wars podcast of greatness. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be fun just getting to talk about you know, a topic that we're both really, uh, really passionate about, um, and consumes m- more of our lives probably than we, our wives would like us to, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're sitting in a room full of action figures and yeah. Um, my wife still is with me, so I'm really excited about that. <laughs> so it's an accomplishment. So, uh, so we, we, you know, we've, we've, we've introduced ourselves. Um, so the podcast, uh, you know, this is your first listening to it. Um, I mean, it's it's just a fun podcast to talk about Star Wars. I mean, that's really all it is. Um, yeah, we're going to cover up all of the weekly stuff that is coming out. Um, I mean, we figured what a better time than right now. We've got uh, May the 4th next week along with Bad Batch coming out. So we figured, hey, what a time to start. We've <laughs> got brand new content to cover every week going forward for a little while and uh, more greatness later this year also. Yeah, the next, what, two or three years is just going to be jammed full of great content. You know, uh, both... Uh, on TV and in movies. And then, and then you've got, you know, the comics and, and print and, um, you know, I know there's a new book that just came out today. Uh, Timothy Zahn just released, uh, his next two installments of the Thrawn, uh, saga. Now it's saga, not even, it's not yeah. even really a trilogy anymore. Cause, cause there's more than trilogy, three, but now there's it's... more than three books. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, basically this is, this is uh, a home for star Wars fans, uh, to celebrate their fandom to uh, listen to a couple guys' uh, opinions and, you know, theories, recollections, memories, that sort of stuff. Yeah, we should have a lot of fun. Every episode's going to be fun. It's going to be a blast. Uh, so one of the things wanted to do uh, to just kind of get you uh, into who we are, you know, one, one of the things that, that us as fans can always uh, remember is our first memory uh, with with Star Wars, you know, what, what got us into Star Wars you know, and, you know, kind of where we are now. Uh, so I'm going to let John take the first uh, sharing, the, right. the inaugural memory share. Uh, yeah, uh, it's not that exciting. I mean, I was um, real young, um, still uh, probably three years old, uh, probably just before preschool um, kicked in, so three or four years old. And it was, honestly, my dad was, I mean, sat me down with him and watched the original trilogy on VHS. He pulled the the classic VHS um, 
series like the the bundle deluxe package or whatever and pulled them out and we watched them and um at that time uh my brother was still a toddler uh, my older sister had probably already seen them i think but um it was just a cool thing for me and dad just to sit down and watch and uh kill a kill a day during a weekend with and uh yeah from there it's it's just grown from there i mean really grown we are surrounded by by the growth yeah we'll go go into you know what we're looking at right now it's the jedi temple is just full of uh action figures specifically black series figures and some funko pops but um uh, hundreds of black series figures surround us while while we're recording this along with some lego and um some uh, like some of the old banks and um, just a lot of characters that I've loved over the years, some new, some old, um, and it just keeps growing because we keep getting great new content. So uh, I just had a delivery today for the Bad Batch wave for the uh, Black Series figures. So I uh, picked up three of the Bad Batch um, figures today already. So only a couple more left that are coming out. Who, who were in the first? Who, who came in the first wave? So the first wave was uh, Hunter, Crosshair, and um, just like a clone, a, like a clone trooper. Nothing. No, oh, like the yeah. like the phase two kind of storm, yeah. like mm-hmm. stormtroopery, like it's transitioning, yeah, almost like a death. He almost looks like a death trooper. To be honest, he's that third guy right there on the le- on the right there. Got I mean, it. Yeah, but he, he just like a, a generic um, clone trooper, I guess. After um, Order sixty, or. That's a great question, to be honest. Is it white or is it is it the gray one? It's, it's black. Oh, it's the black it's, one. Yeah, it's, black. it's like a shadow trooper type yeah. thing. Got it. Yeah, it's it, but it's going to be in the new show. I haven't. Really, I don't think I even saw them in the new show yet. Um, but then the other um, three members of the Bad Batch should be on their way anytime now. Um, I know Wrecker is still on a pre-order. Um, he was a GameStop exclusive, I, I think. And then um, you've got Tech that was just put up for pre-order maybe two weeks ago during Hasbro's Fan Fest. And then um, they haven't announced um, for Echo yet, but I assume we'll get him shortly. I'm hoping that's one of the May, May the 4th uh, reveals from Hasbro because there's a, an event that day, obviously. Well, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. So I'm um, super excited stuff. And I I just, yeah, it just keeps growing. Every, every week, it, I feel like there's a box that shows up at my door with more figures and I can't be happier, and every time my wife sees it, she just shakes her head and says, that's not my package, and I'm like, whoops, yep. And there's no end in sight. No. As long as, as long as there is Star Wars to be made, there will be toys. Absolutely. From, from, from you know, the original Kenner back in 77, 78 to, you know, Hasbro now. <clears throat> yeah, well, what about you? What's your, your first Star Wars memory? So I, I imagine I have one pre this I'm, I'm sure i watched the movies with my dad but i don't actually remember that uh but what i do remember is in 97 when they re-released the special editions mm-hmm. or well when they re-released the trilogy as a special edition january february march of 97 uh we actually went uh for a friend's birthday party to the old saint andrew cinema uh, in saint charles so anybody who's familiar with the saint louis or saint charles missouri area is probably familiar with saint andrews and uh, and went and watched the special edition, A New Hope, on the big screen. Uh, and so, and then subsequently went back in February and March to see Empire and Return of the Jedi. <clears throat> and so from there, uh, you know, two years later, the prequels came out. And I vividly remember from there, uh, for Revenge of the Sith, 
standing actually in line for for a real midnight show. Uh, I had one of my friends' brothers stood in line uh, had stood in line since noon that morning uh, for us to be the fourth or fifth into the theater. Um, you yeah. know, and then that's you know spiraled spiraled now into uh, for me. Uh, I do a lot of Star Wars Lego collecting, especially the minifigures. Um, so, I mean, it's not nearly as expansive as, as what we're surrounded by here. Uh, but it's, it's, it's a, it's a modest collection. You've got um, some good autographs in there. I, I do have some good autographs. I've got a couple, uh, Ewan McGregor autographs. Um, and I'm really looking forward to celebration next August yep. or well, August of 22, uh, to try and hopefully snag a few more, uh, you know. The, the further and further we get, obviously, the, the, the more worried you are that you won't get some of the older actors to, to sign some of your stuff. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm and then as far as my Lego goes, I've got the two largest currently Star Wars Lego sets with the, the Millennium Falcon and the Imperial Star Destroyer. So those take up an entire six foot long uh, table. They're massive. They're, they're huge. I know I have the uh, Imperial Star Destroyer just sitting over there in its chipper box um just still sitting there because i didn't have anywhere to go for it and looking at my room now you might even say that i don't have anywhere to go. i might hang it from the ceiling right above us i don't know yet um it's pretty intense though i think that thing weighs about 25 pounds so you're gonna want to make sure to have some uh, some solid anchors <laughs> into into the ceiling um yeah but um that's awesome and yeah i i mean my first theater experience was the same as yours um going for the special edition releases uh, we were obviously, well, not obvious to everybody, but we were not born, um, for the original releases. Unfortunately. Yeah. It would have been awesome. Uh, we would have been, we would have been those nerds camping out, um, for the new star Wars movie, um, every couple of years there. Well, um, but yeah. Well, it's, it's funny now, you know, star Wars is, uh, cool. I guess you could say, you know, since, since Disney purchased it and, and made it mainstream and. And you you have all the young kids into it, which is great. And, you know, I, I feel like back when we first got into it, it was a nerdy thing to do. Uh, and, and you know, kind of along the same lines of people who are into Star Trek. No, we were made fun of. And so now it's fun to see something that, you know, we've been into for mm, 25 years now. Uh, finally kind of kind of get some mainstream respect, you know. Um, just a little bit. It's fun to see. I mean, it makes it more enjoyable because now, because it is mainstream, you're, we're getting more content. You know, it's it's just like you know, we went through that ten uh, year lull between Sith and Force Awakens, and because uh, it was oh five and fifteen, yep. And now it's every year we've got multiple Something. things coming out yeah. so it's just it's just gonna be great and i mean you saw the what the force awakens really brought to the theaters like i mean that movie set records for star wars i mean any movie uh until um like some of the marvel movies mm-hmm. came out uh but yeah i mean the force awakens was a huge um just realization of how many fans are are really out there for star wars uh new and old mm-hmm. so it was it was really awesome to see and so you know one of the new things coming out uh and is going to be the uh, well, all of the discussion this evening is the show coming out next Tuesday uh, on for May the fourth, which is the Bad Batch. Um, and so we I, thought we would recap when we met them. 
for yeah. the first time. Yeah. So, so some of you, well, perhaps many of you who might be listening to this are are already well aware of where uh, Clone Force ninety nine comes from. Uh, but uh, the uh, those of you who aren't, will give you a quick kind of thirty second, maybe maybe a few minute rundown of the four episode arc that that took us or that introduced us to them uh, in the last season of the Clone Wars. Uh, so it was the first four episodes of of the twelve episode season. Uh, first episode, episode one, we're introduced to uh, Clone Force ninety nine uh, during a, the Battle of Anaxis. Um, and, uh, at this time, the, the Republic is losing ground rapidly to the separatists, um, because they're basically able to anticipate every move, uh, before they make it. Uh, and, and no one's quite sure why, uh, they believe it to be an algorithm and, uh, Commander Cody, along with Captain Rex, uh, ask or recruit Clone Force 99 to help. Uh, so the, the... The large, um, the mission for this episode is to infiltrate a cyber center where they believe the algorithm is coming from. Uh, and, and I guess we meet all of them, Hunter, Wrecker, Tech, and uh, Crosshair. And, and each one of them is a, uh, has a special set of skills. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, technically it's a mutation, really. I mean, they were all um, flawed clones. Uh, but flawed in the ways that are very beneficial. Right. So. Like Record's got Wrecker has super strength. Tech is um, well geeky. He's like the hacker. Yeah, he's a techie. Um, Crosshair has superior marksmanship, and Hunter is like uh, the clone version of Bear Grylls. He's like a uh, he's a tracker. He's he's got heightened senses, um, and he's super, he's got superior hand to hand combat um, skills. Uh, so. So in infiltrating the cyber center, uh, they hack into the separatist mainframe, uh, only to find that the algorithm is not an actual algorithm. The data itself is coming from a human. A and it, the the episode ends by sharing that it's CT one four zero nine, who is also known as Echo. Yeah, it was lost multiple seasons prior, um, and so Rex had already previously in the episode said it feels like echo because the plans that they were countering were were plans that him and echo had drawn up when they were still together um in in previous seasons and uh, cody was like you know you sound crazy so um it was really interesting to not just really foreshadow that it was echo still alive uh because we haven't seen him in multiple seasons but then for it to end up being him and um just gives the Rex that my instincts were right. Um, I, I felt it. And always it was, go with your right. gut. Yep. Always go with your gut. Um, really good. Um, really good episode. Really good um, intro to the bad batch. Cause you really get to see them start working right away. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's really cool. And then just uh, one of those things like their clone force 99. Uh, if you don't remember this from earlier in the clone wars, um, number 99 was a mutated, um, a flawed clone that they, had still on Camino, um, who ended up, um, unfortunately dying during one of the attacks from separatist, uh, while he was trying to get weapons and protect other, um, clones from, uh, battle. So, uh, he still died a warrior, even though he was giving a like non war, um, job really back on Camino. Right. Exactly. And so, so the, the signal is coming from a planet called Skako, Skako minor, which is, uh, 
a techno union planet uh, run by uh, or overseen by Wat Tambor. So that ends episode one, uh, which was called The Bad Batch. So episode two is called A Distant Echo. Uh, and and it the the episode begins with um, the Bad Batch along with Rex and Anakin Skywalker arriving at Skako Minor uh, and, and basically uh, introducing themselves quickly to the locals. Um, Anakin is uh, is abducted um, on by what we later learn in one of the future episodes as a Kiradoc, uh and taken back to to the um, village basically. Of this, of these local people, the Poltex, and uh, and after a quick skirmish, um, you know, tensions are, are reduced, and they explain why they're there. They're there to find um, the city of Percol, which is where the signal with for Echo was coming from. Um, so the 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 Poltex decide to let them use some of their scouts, and and with their help, they they locate the city. Um, it's made of these huge towers. Um, it, it's almost kind of got like a cloud city Bespin vibe once they go high enough because you're above the clouds. <clears throat> uh, but but this is where this is where Watambor is holding Echo in stasis uh, and basically using his brain as a computer. And uh, and so they are able to track Echo's signal every time he sends data. And uh, they're able to locate him. They find him in stasis. And he's basically become a cyborg. Um, yeah, he looks like something out of the Matrix. Like he looks like uh, Neo, like when he's not in the Matrix. Like for he's sure, got all the all the different injection sites or connections, basically, is what it is. All the hose hookups. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, it, it's again one of those things that we didn't expect to see. Um, if they had him captive, it would have been something. But I guess you're dealing with a droid army. What do they know how to make? Robots. robots so they they created one out of a out of a clone really yeah and they and um his his right hand is missing and it's been replaced with an uplink an io like uplink jack that you see on droids like r2 um and so so the episode ends uh basically with the bad batch uh being surrounded or about to be surrounded outside of this room and them unplugging echo um you know, and Echo looks up at Rex and says, "You came back for me." And he goes, and, and you know, he basically says, "Yep, sure did." So, so that's where the episode ends, uh, and and episode three picks up right where episode two leaves off, um, and that episode three is uh, called "On the Wings of Caradax." Uh, so, so they find themselves surrounded. Um, they barricade themselves in this room, and uh, and fortunately, because Echo has been plugged into the Separatist mainframe for so long, he's downloaded all of their all of their schematics and all that stuff. Uh, and so he, he helps everyone escape uh, up the exhaust shaft into yep. the cooling system. Because he's got all the data files, so he yeah. knows the map, basically. He knows everything. And so so they, they climb up the, the exhaust shaft. Um, they're trying to escape. Uh, they end up on this this long beam connecting two of the large towers, you know, presumably thousands of feet in the air. Uh, unfortunately, tech... Uh, on his feet plays the distress call of the winged creatures that had, had uh, taken Anakin in the previous episode and out of nowhere summons six or seven of these winged, winged creatures, the Kyridax, the Kyridax to, to, to basically ride, ride back to the village. Um, so they're followed back. 
uh, by some of the droids, and uh, and a and a battle uh, a battle occurs. Boy, those locals are not very happy about it either. <laughs> no, they brought they they were they were they were very upset that the war got brought to to their to their people, <clears throat> and so uh, and actually in the episode when Watambor sends the droids, very reminiscent of the wicked witch wicked witch of the west sending the flying monkeys off to off off to get Dorothy and everything. So, you know, he's sending the droids off to get uh Echo um because um it's their experiment. He's he's their 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 battle, uh, and, he's battle that, piece. and he's that valuable. Right. I mean he's given them countless wins at this point of counter maneuvers to um to beat the Republic's strategy. Right, exactly. So so after um a battle in the the uh, the village, um, taking down two um, spider walker looking things. Uh, they kind of look like the uh, the robots out of a War of the Worlds, um, but with the help of Anakin and and the Bad Batch, they're able to take both down and uh, and basically fend off fend off all the droids from the village. the The episode ends with the chief telling Anakin that the Jedi will always have a friend um, on Skako Minor. Yeah, that won't go well later. But, you know, <laughs> short-lived. Right. Short-lived. So the last episode, episode four of the four-episode four arc, is called Unfinished Business. Um, they, the Bad Batch, along with Echo, arrive back on an axis where the Republic is still getting there, uh, getting beaten real bad. Mace uh, Windu just doesn't know what to do. He doesn't. He doesn't. And and so Echo, Echo puts forth a plan um, that... Uh, they should use him to basically uplink to the separatist uh, computer again, and this time give them bad information, give them the opposite of what what would help them win. And and to do this, they have to go to the separatist dreadnought, which is orbiting the planet, which is helmed by Admiral Trench, who is the coolest looking tarantula. He is cool looking villain. I mean, he's got everything, everything you would want in a villain for a cartoon show. Yeah, yeah. So, so they uh, using a um, cloaking. Well, uh, yeah. Echo uses a a uh, a message to send to the droid to the droid ship, which basically cloaks their shuttle, um, very similar to uh, um, well, what is done in uh, Return of the Jedi, where they use the old code to to come across as a as a uh, a freighter. Yeah. It's an old code, sir, but it checks out. But it checks out. So, so they they find themselves on the ship. Echo's able to plug in and basically tells Trench to send all of his droids to the uh, assembly plant, assembly facility, which is where the Jedi and all the clones are. Uh, and in doing so, gets all the droids in one place, and he uh, fries their circuitry, he overloads them, basically. Uh, so they think battle one, awesome, wonderful. We can go home happy. Nope, not so fast, my friend. Admiral Trench has placed a bomb in the nuclear core. Uh, and it's got a really cool seven-digit, you know, sequence code. You know, we were all really good at sequence as children, right? Uh, and so Echo's able to get the first six numbers, uh, but unfortunately the, the core is overloaded and basically electrocutes Echo before he can get the seventh number. Uh, fortunately, Anakin Skywalker is with them well on his way to becoming Darth Vader. And using, at that point, yeah, <laughs> right, um, and and using some uh, aggressive negotiation tactics with Admiral Trench uh, gets him to to give up the seventh number, uh, 
They're able to defuse the bomb, uh, after which trench uh, cattle prods. Um, Anakin. That went well for him. It did not go well. Mm. Spoiler alert. Um, Anakin quickly uh, stabs him in the chest with his lightsaber. <laughs> and uh, and uh, they, they make their escape, uh, but not before Wrecker gets to blow something up finally. Um, which, if you've seen the trailer, is all Wrecker seems to want to do is but blow something up. What's wrong with that? He <laughs> likes explosives and he likes to pick shit up. Exactly. So he uh, uh, he gets to blow up the Dreadnought and uh, and uh, they they along with every other ship that's uh, that's nearby. And the uh, they make it back down to the planet. And uh, at this point, Echo realizes that. Um, he's as much a misfit as the Bad Batch see themselves, and they've extended an invite to him, and he takes them up on it. Yeah, he accepts it, and uh, I think Rex understood, Cody understood, everybody just kind of was like, well, it makes sense, because at this point, you are different. So, which is good, and which um, sets up the the series that we're about to talk about now, the, the, some theories for the Bad Batch. We got a trailer to talk about and um, some quick theories. Uh, I know a lot of people have theories about a lot of stuff there, so I uh, can't wait to dive into them. Um, so the trailer, I mean, wow, first of all. Um, you got Captain Rex back, which is expected. I mean, this is um, this ser- series takes place almost directly after the Bad Batch I mean, it's hard to tell exactly from the trailer that it, if it takes place directly after um, where we left off uh, with them from the Clone War series, or if it's after Order 66 completely. So we'll see when we actually um, catch up with them. Um, but all all of the Bad Batch are there, including uh, Echo. So uh, we know that. But Captain Rex is back, um, and he's... Shown escorting the Bad Batch and a new character who we just uh, found out's name was Omega a couple weeks ago. Well, I guess a month ago, a month and a half ago. Yeah, about six weeks. Yeah, six yeah. weeks ago when the trailer dropped. Yeah, found out that um, we met a new character, Omega, and then um, going going over to a downed um, Venator ship. Ship. So um, there's everything in this trailer. I mean, it starts off with Tarkin. Yeah, o- overseeing them, uh, the Bad Batch as, as a training exercise, and, and and you get to see the Bad Batch just tearing y- apart everything. Right, like it's it's not even fair what they're. I mean, it's not even fair. Yeah, and, and I think Tarkin knows that that these guys would be useful if they could be controlled, um, but he learns quickly that, uh, or the trailer would seem to indicate that he learns quickly that they can't be controlled. Yeah, I think uh, the inhibitor ships on those those particular. Clones are not not working. Bit faulty. Yeah, a bit <laughs> faulty. Yeah. So then it, it cuts to uh, there's a chase scene which is actually intercut a couple times throughout the trailer. Um, we we later learn between Hunter and uh, Fennec Shand, um, who we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, and it, it, it's fun. That scene is very reminiscent of the Zam Wessel, uh, Obi and Annie chase through course like the course on Underworld. In Attack of the Clones, the speeder even has the same sound um, as as the ships yeah. in that scene. Um, That's cool to see Fennec. I, mean, I know we're going to get into her, but like, yeah, twenty seven. What is it? It's yeah. It should be about 20, 27, twenty-seven years before we meet her in the Mandalorian. So she's either quite old in the Mandalorian, or she's very young. In, yeah. In uh, 
in the Bad Batch. And so, but yeah, there's, there's actually a couple scenes that have um, the Venators in it. So it'll be interesting to see uh, the, the one scene almost looks like a, a uh, kind of like an Imperial, I don't know if it's an Imperial scrapyard or if it's just the site of a previous battle, but it seems there's a number of ships in this area. And uh, so it's not quite like Bracca, you know, for those of you who play Jedi Fallen Order, um, but there's far more, far far too many ships uh, in one spot to be an accident. So, uh, so it'll be interesting to see what that area is that Rex takes them to. Um, but it's clearly later in the epi- in the season because um, because Omega's Omega is with them. Um, we've got what else? I do want to just, just stick on finish Shan for one second because um, I because we really don't know how old she technically is in the Star Wars universe, right? But Ming Na Wen is like fifty seven years old as an actress, That's which true. is crazy yeah. because she she looks doesn't great. look it. Yeah, she doesn't she, look it. She looks great for a 57-year-old. Um, but uh, seeing her um, in her younger self, which, I mean, yeah, 27 years before, so she's early 20s, maybe, depending on how this show wants to um, mm-hmm. uh, have her age-wise. But, yeah, uh, mid-20s, late-20s, somewhere in there. Um, really awesome stuff. Uh, but, yeah, so then th- there's there's a scene of them, you know, blowing up I, maybe a bunker. Um it's it's hard to tell, but it's it appears to be surrounded, or there's a number of sort of those P two clone troopers who kind of look like they're transitioning to be stormtroopers. I mean, you may as well call them stormtroopers, you know. The, yeah. At this point, yeah. Um, now that the the Galactic Empire is a thing, um, you know, and then it transitions to us meeting Omega, um, who then proceeds to go through all five. Uh, of the Bad Batch characters, basically introducing us to them again. Um, each one of them has a uh, has a cool little scene uh, of of showing kind of their skills. And so, um, yeah, because they have to make this um, for somebody that may not have watched the Clone Wars, right? Exactly. You know what? 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 You know. So the what, what, my favorite my favorite part of that sort of exchange is Wreckers, where again. He uh, he um, wants to blow something up, and he ends up blowing up what looks like the ion engine of a downed Venator ship. So I don't know if it's the same Venator we see when that they're visiting with Rex, or if these are two totally separate Venator class ships. Yeah, it would be strange that they would run into two. I mean, you never know; <laughs> they might be just dropping like flies. They would just falling out of the sky. Yeah, all of them. Just all of them. <laughs> So, um, so then it cuts to, to Tarkin, uh, basically telling, telling someone that he wants Clone Force 99 found and wiped out. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it. I mean, wraps it up. Yeah. Saw Guerrero is there. I don't know what Saw's going to do. It'd be interesting to see. I mean, this is happening. What? So we last saw him... 15 years before we last see him in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Well, 18 years, I guess, before we last see him in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, yeah, I mean, he's got some time to make some trouble for the Rebel Alliance and the Empire, that is. Well, in the next time, we, we see him, you know, 
after this, I guess you would say we see him in uh, Jedi Fallen Order because that's five years post Order 66 um, when he frees the Wookiees mm-hmm. uh, on Kashyyyk. He's being helpful there. He is. He is. And and in the trailer, he's he's got two of his, looks like guerrilla warriors maybe with him uh, or rebels, I guess you might call them. Um, I read something something online today that said um, Filoni, Filoni always, I guess, has said that Saw Gerrera was the original rebel, um, and basically out of him was born, in essence, the Rebel Alliance, um, or what is known as the Rebellion. Yeah, um, he might be a little more extreme than some of them, but I guess the perhaps. most extreme person is the one that starts it, mm-hmm. usually, starts right. the movement. I mean, I bet if you ask the Empire if the rebels were extremists, I, I bet they would agree with that. I think so. <laughs> I th- well, I think we saw that with the uh, in the Mandalorian. Actually, I mean, you got to see that other side of the Empire where he's like, there were good men that died, but all for the greater the greater prosperity of the Empire. Right. So, so yeah. So the trailer. I mean, the trailer gives us a bunch of stuff. Um, it, 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 it well it gives us some things. It leaves a lot of questions on others, um, and so I think it would be fun to kind of speculate on some of the things that, yeah. You know, unless you want to talk more about that. Uh, just before we, we get too far, I mean, uh, so I love that the Bad Batch was originally an idea for George still when he was involved. I think that's a super important that Filoni didn't just pull these guys out of nowhere just to create them. Mm-hmm. Um, they were originally slated to be in episode two, Attack of the Clones, as a special division. Uh, but... They, everyone decided that it was going to make it too long and drawn out, which if anyone else thought that the attack of the clones was long and drawn out for other reasons, you can, yeah, speak up. Because um, we all know, um, I hate sand. <laughs> it's the worst. It is the worst. It's coarse um, and it's rough and gets everywhere. Gets everywhere. Um, man. Man, some of the lines of those movies. Anyway. The writing was not good. Uh, but, uh, so they shelved the... The the deformed clones, um, or mutated clones, I guess you could say. Flawed clones, I think we're going with, right? Um, and uh, it, he just didn't get back to it, which he didn't have a reason to until the Clone Wars was, re- was created. And uh, it, they were still on the shelf until Filoni brought them out in Season 7. Um, so, and I know Filoni wants to include George in some of it, but there's only so much he can do at this point. Um but uh, it still will feel like the Clone Wars, which will be great. Because um, if you haven't watched the Clone Wars at all, and you don't have time for the whole series, I get it. Um, May the 4th is right around the corner here. So um, watch those first four episodes, catch up on the Bad Batch, like meet them. Um, you're going to get hooked in the show, and then you can skip and a few episodes. Skip to episode and, 9. And skip to episode 9 and catch the last arc. The middle arc was good. It gave you some growth out of Ahsoka because she sees the other side of the ball, but uh, and the other side of what people view the Jedi as, which is kind of cool. But at the same time, um, the really good action for people that let's say you just watched the movies, they're really and you're excited for Bad Batch because it's new um, on Disney Plus, and you're like, oh, I'm going to watch it because it's brand new. Go watch the first four episodes of season seven and then the last four episodes of season seven and you will be like i probably need to find time to watch the rest of this i just don't have time right now so um really great stuff and um excited to see where the bad batch takes us which 
Yeah, I mean, the Siege of Mandalore, those those last four episodes of season seven, were, it, it's almost hard to believe it's animated. Like the 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 cinematography, you know, they use mocap for it. It's it's, and that was only the beginning of the siege. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't even the whole thing because then you you get to leave the clone troopers there that turn Order sixty six. So they already have a presence on Mandalore, mm-hmm. and then they are reinforced later. So really crazy stuff. The siege of Mandalore. Um, yeah, yeah. There's there's so much lore stuff. There's so much history that you could just dive down a rabbit hole and, and, and talk about for, for ages, but we won't do that here. At least not, not this, this episode. <laughs> let, let, at least not this episode. Not specifically about that. Right. <laughs> but we'll um, catch into some of our theories for the Bad Batch. Um, I don't know where you want to start. Um, I know... Well, I have a couple of mine, although yep. you completely squashed one of them I, I apologize um, earlier, that. but I that's know. okay. That I is know. fine. So, so we'll start with the first one here. So... Um, one of the interesting things from the trailer uh, is that one of the Bad Batch um, members is pretty much absent, invisible, save for one scene, um, and it's a short, you know, ten-second blip, and and that's Crosshair. Um, he's he's really only seen during the introduction to you know Omega's introduction of of the team. Uh, in the later uh, scenes, like with Rex, Crosshair is Crosshair is missing. The scene where they're escaping from Camino, Crosshair is not there. So it begs the question: Where is Crosshair? Um, I think he's just up in the hills, just hanging out, just sniping. That's just, what he does. Just hanging out. He's a sniper. I mean, come on. Where do you snipe on Camino? You know what? He probably has something. <laughs> I don't know. It's rainy and it's covered in ocean. Well, he could have a raft. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know. I I am I, I'm I'm at the point where for him I think he's better utilized at a long distance for the team. I mean, obviously up close we saw him um, in Clone Wars, like he can do a lot of good damage up close also. Um, but I mean, why wouldn't you want some cover fire and some spotting? I think he defects. Either he defects. There's two things. Either he sacrifices himself for. For for the bad for the for his brothers, to to escape potentially, or I think he perhaps he gets turned turned might not be the right word, but becomes sort of a special forces for the empire. for the empire. Yeah, basically basically maybe he's convinced by Tarkin that that he has a wonderful set of skills. You know, maybe he's the only one that says yes to the deal. Correct. So, so if you if you do some some searching on on Crosshair himself, uh, his his personality would allow him to do that um, because he has kind of a superiority complex, um, you know, and he he believes he's he certainly believes he's better than a normal stormtrooper. Yeah. What, what do they call him? A reg. A reg. A reg. Yeah. So I don't think he'd ever allow himself to be uh, like turned turned into an, a a run of the mill stormtrooper. But if he were to be turned, or I keep saying turned, it's like, you know, converted or recruited, recruited, (laughs) it would be probably in a special forces, higher leverage situation, maybe as a, as a, um, like a personal guard or something to, um, to, to either maybe Tarkin, uh, or, um, you know, maybe Vader as part of the, um, 
selection process? Well, the, like the old course on guard that became the shock that are the shock troopers. Oh yeah. The red shock troopers, you know, Fox's battalion that helped him search and hunt down the Jedi after order six, you know, right. that sort of stuff. So, so, uh, you know, either that or he sacrificed himself because I don't know if we're going to see multiple seasons of this. Yeah, I actually did not. I could not find the answer for that, and I looked multiple times. But I, I think I'm hoping we get multiple seasons. But I don't know how long it's going to go because it might be like a Rogue One sort of thing where everyone <laughs> we or, know that we know the ending or, or <laughs> no, well, not not in that regard, but or like a Halo Reach. You know, if anybody's played Halo Reach, oh, yeah. um, where everybody kind of goes out in a blaze of glory, sort of, yeah. some way. Each person gets their own own scene, right? Yeah. I I hope we get more. Um, I mean, Omega would suggest that we might get multiple seasons. Um, cause I think there's only, eight. have they even released the number of episodes? Is it eight? I believe it's eight. Well, it's probably either eight or 10. That makes me feel bad now. In either case, in any case, um, the, the, you're probably not gonna have enough time in an eight episode story arc to complete it all. So fingers crossed there's multiple seasons. Uh, but I, I guess we'll wait and see. So, so crosshair missing is is it's an obvious one. It's just Ooh, fourteen, fourteen episodes. So they could do at it least all. it'll it will have at least fourteen episodes. So they could do it all in one season. Yep. That and the first episode is seventy minutes long. Yeah, the first episode is on May fourth for um, seventy minutes, and then we're getting Friday releases after that, which is incredible. So. I can't wait to see a, what a 70 minute. It's going to be like a mini. It's going to be a mini I mean, film. It says season one. So I'm guessing we're getting multiple. Excellent. Because it's not like mini series. It just says. It says it's an original season. series, but not, yeah, but not a mini, like, yeah, it's not, not like, a limited series. Not like WandaVision like or Falcon. Or Falcon, one shoulder, yeah. Right. So, so that's one. I guess talking point one theory and then to we, speculate. Oh, on. just real quick, we do have the first three titles. Oh. They announced those. Um so Aftermath is the first one. I'm guessing that's gonna take place right after right Order sixty six. Or sixty six, I would think. It has to. Uh the second is um coming out on May seventh, which is just a couple days later, um, same week. Uh cut and run, and that puts us on the Friday release schedule for the replacements on the fourteenth. Hmm. Yeah. Cut and run. Yeah. So potentially I'm the escape. Thinking that they get they're told esca- they're going to get killed they're and then they're like, see ya. And then replacement. So like uh, like the replacement troopers, the scab troopers. <laughs> the scabs. <laughs> Goodness. The regs. And, and uh, of course you have uh, D. Bradley Baker back as all Everyone. the clones. <laughs> all the clones again. Which is great. I love D. And Bradley Baker. M- uh, Ming-Na Wen is uh, voicing Fennec Shand, which is pretty great. And, and so... Kind of going back quickly to the trailer with with Captain Rex. One of one of these things that would be great to see is potentially if there's some sort of work in. Uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if we see Ahsoka. Now, um, I did see something on the interwebs that said uh, that Ashley Eckstein just wrapped recording, so I'm not entirely sure what exactly she would be recording for that is Star Wars related outside of ahsoka so i would agree with that i mean i hope i hope we get to see a little bit of it because at some point rex has to defect out Mm -hmm. 
Um, like kind of already has by betraying well, right, all but, of the clones on. The, <laughs> but they don't know. Oh, that's true. That's true. Right. Um, so he is technically no chip, but um, still in line, so to speak. Right. Yeah, they haven't. That's true. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. So, it, but it, it's interesting too because you know there's there's a couple things again in the trailer that you see, uh, so that gives clues to some of the planets that they'll visit. Um, like one of them, I think, is going to be uh, Zagaria, which is the slaver planet from the Clone Wars, the ones that actually took Ahsoka um, hostage or into slavery. They they kind of look like cats. They're, they're people, and in the trailer, they're seen fighting Hunter with uh, with the light whip. And so uh, so that is the planet, I think, that they go to at the end of the trailer. It kind of looks Earth-like. Um, so, again, doing some, some research, it, I I'm think really, that's Zagiria. I'm really curious to see how much of the trailer we get in the first just two episodes, because it's going to be a 70-minute first episode, then the second episode comes out three days later, and it's... The first week of release, so I'm I'm thinking we get a lot of it covered in the first two episodes, uh, just because they don't want to give away too much of the trailers. That would be a lot of stuff to cram into a hundred minutes. I don't know. I mean, I mean, you could. I mean, I guess you could. You could do that. But yeah. And then the um. So uh, what theory do you have? What what like do you have one that that we haven't talked about? That's that you're just gonna. Well, I don't know. Do you want to talk about the big, the big one that everyone's talking about right now? You can. I mean, that's we can start there. So, or we, so we can, who we, is who is Omega? Omega? Like who is, who Omega? is it? Uh, first of all, she, uh, voice actor or actress has not been mentioned yet. So, but the the subtitles, the sub- foreign language subtitles, right, have indicated that it's a she. It's a she. Yeah. Um, which is interesting because um, it looks like she is a well. The speculation right now is she is a clone, the last clone. Uh, the last clone would be Omega. If uh, if you're not familiar, uh, Rex was originally Alpha before he was Rex. That. I did yeah. not know that. Um, so, uh, so in the Greek alphabet, for those of you that are unfamiliar with that, Alpha is the beginning, Omega is the end. So uh, this is potentially the last clone from. Um, the Django strand. Uh, cause after he was killed, uh, by Mace Windu, uh, in attack of the clones, they had to stretch his strand of DNA as far as they could, which is why, uh, they created some with flaws because they didn't have the perfect strand cast anymore. It was, um, it was flawed because they were stretching the DNA. Um, so they had to find a new host at some point. And well, if you know anything about, um, the rest of the empire, uh, they eventually went to human recruits for stormtroopers and not clones. So I'm curious to see if we see the end of the clones during the bad batch and how that starts to phase them out. Mm-hmm. But anyway, starting with Omega. Yeah. Um, let's, let's stick with her for a second. Right. So I think she is the last clone from that strand. I, th- I truly think that is. And I think they purposely made her for a reason. Uh, that reason we don't know yet. The speculation for me would be um, they were trying to create. Um, I'm not going to say another flawed clone. I think they were trying to specifically cast a clone with force sensitivity of some kind. And she is wearing the headpiece that, um, like the 
Kamin the Camino Owen. I think, I think it's Kaminoan. Kaminoan, yeah. Or Kaminoans. Uh, Kaminoan sounds better. I don't know. It's one of the two. Yeah, yeah. We'll figure that out post. Uh, <laughs> but uh, one of the like, so um, we see her wearing it, and or the Camino uh, um, head scientist in um, the Clone Wars, and in Attack of the Clones, we see them wearing this like head dress thing um, with that. I, I don't even know, I don't know if it's a stone or what it is in the middle. But it looks like the head headpiece worn by the princess in Neverending Story. Uh, That's what it looks like. That, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Too bad we don't get that connection. Sorry. No, we don't. Sorry, we don't. I, sorry. Perhaps I killed she's that a princess. One. She could be the princess, or she could be. She could have been cloned to become. No, that doesn't make sense because they're not the cloners. She's a clone. She can't be the cloner if you're the clone, right? She's the cloney. Yeah. She's the product. Right, you wouldn't ever become part of the government for that, would you? I don't know. Yeah, depends. Depends on who the added host is. So, so my my theory, which I, I have seen now, you know, I came up with it the other day, and then, of course, doing some internet research, I wasn't the first person to think of it or find the same pictures to, you know, support the theory, and that is that it's somehow related to to Palpatine. I know, I know, we've already been down this route before, but. The hairstyle in 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 the trailer. This, this is this is a this is a a uh, this is a this is not a sturdy branch to stand on. But <laughs> but the, go on it. Yeah, I'm gonna stand. Well, the last sturdy branch I didn't stand on was Luke being in the Mandalorian, and that actually turned out to be okay. So, and and I actually thought that Ray was a Palpatine after seeing Force Awakens because she did the stabby. Uh, fight style that he had in Revenge of the Sith, but nevertheless, the the style, the hairstyle, the blonde. First of all, Jango has dark hair. All of the clones have dark hair, right? So, which it could be just a normal mutation. Fine, um, that's possible. Uh, except brown hair is dominant. If you're being scientific about oh. it, which the Kaminoans would be scientific about it. Um, that's that's not our science though. That's Star well, Wars you know science. what? It might it's, be different. Star Wars science is probably more advanced than our science. They're cloning humans, <laughs> so I would say they're further along than we are. So maybe blonde hair is dominant. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> it could be. I maybe maybe, but let's just let's just spit all the theory. So so we all know that Palpatine experimented with clones um, a lot uh, and screwed up a lot and. It's known that Ray's dad, whether you like the sequel trilogy or not, it is canon. Ray's dad was a clone um, of Palpatine with no force, with powers. no force powers, because he was. Uh, and and we we know that the ones that were force sensitive come out all disfigured and horrible looking, but the non force sensitive ones were more successful. So, blonde hair makes me think that Palpatine's involved somewhere. It wouldn't be surprised to see that he submitted his DNA to, to create, to start a line where maybe she is the last of his line that he started because the Camino Camino it's, it's their business to make clones, like not just for the army and not just for the Republic, but like that's, that's their business. Yeah. They had one order that was large. It was substantial, large order. (laughs) 
<laughs> substantial. Um, but that doesn't mean that they're not making clones for other people. Um, so, and, and that's why I think the cloning ends. That's why I think, I think we're going to meet Omega when they are going to Camino to destroy the cloning facility. Yeah, just she might be the last clone ever. Interesting. Yeah, I'm really curious to see how they roll this out. Like, I'm, yeah. So then, you would have to speculate that because that. then why? Because why would he? Why would the emperor, for instance, once he creates like gives Order sixty six right, and decides that I'm going to go for um, normal like human recruits, not just humans, mm-hmm. but like any recruit. Um, so when does that idea come through and then he just looks at it and says, I don't want them to ever be able to build an army to come up against me. Cause what if the rebel Alliance made a clone order? Where are they getting the money from? Listen, I, they had senators from multiple star systems that were, I mean, they're rich people potentially. I mean, I mean, I mean well, m- Maybe. Alderaan was just giving ships to the rebellion, and, and then it got blown up. An and then it got blown up. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that happens. Um, but uh, I mean, multiple star systems were real, really in in the rebellion. So um, they could have been fun. like, what if he was worried about that fun though? Like, even if you, if you, even if you think, wow, if I could talk, even if you think that it wasn't um, going to happen, like you prepare for the worst, right? And if you're the emperor, he's like. Well, that's not happening. So I'm taking them down. And they're just and then he's just gonna take some of the some of the scientists and do the cloning himself. For him separately. For himself, separately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean that's certainly possible. That's that's the beauty of theories. Yes. Is, is we can come up with anything. Um Did I wow you? I, it's did, it, did I did I surprise you with that one? Kind of. I mean I I've seen some things going around online about like some sort of night sister hybrid because she's got the night sister bow. I've seen that also. Um, like they're trying to make her, and that would be cool. But there's like three night sister, two, three. There's like two night sisters left. Yeah, they, we know of Marin, so I don't know if there's any other night sisters out there who you would blend to make a clone. So I don't. She does the the bow is very night sister. E? Yeah, with the energy on the back end. Yeah, shooting the blaster bolts at it. But nothing about her appearance No. Comes across as not at all. As a blend of Night Sister at all. So um now maybe we'll be surprised. But I'm sure they're gonna go some way where it'll be a surprise for a lot of people. I mean I feel like they do their best to I'm not gonna say counter the theories in some ways, but definitely not make it obvious mm-hmm. so um yeah very just very excited to see what omega brings to the table yeah and and i mean i don't know you know it's it's interesting watching the trailer because what is the purpose of like who's directing them or maybe they're directing themselves um but what is what is their end goal what is their end mission right and that's i think the biggest thing to speculate on i think it has something to do i mean, Omega has to play a big role. So I'm assuming it's going to come into a protection slash deliver situation. I don't like escort missions. Well, you know, I hope I have a lot of trouble doing them. Have you seen the Mandalorian? I have. I have every week. It's a new problem. That's true. 
I, I'm hoping that there's some sort of, like you were saying about maybe the end of cloning, maybe maybe it's that maybe they go around and start sabotaging cloning facilities or, you know, because like the bunker they blow up, like I mean that could just be a bunker I suppose or I assume it's a bunker, but you know maybe maybe they end up sabotaging, you know the the cloning experiments maybe they're like you were saying, they're taking it offline, they're taking it off world and doing it elsewhere. We saw it in the Mandalorian, uh, the end of season two. Yeah. That they're doing, they're doing cloning on the outer rim planets. Yep. So, and that's where they are. I think that's where they're going to end up is in the outer rim. I know that's where, um, Zagaria is located. So they're already out there. I mean, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be far fetched for them to end up, uh, in one of those situations where they've taken the cloning off world. So, um, do you have any other theories? Nothing crazy. I mean, we didn't get a whole lot from the, the trailer other than we saw a new character. We saw, um, all the bad batch except for crosshair and a lot of it. Um, and, um, we saw some old characters like Rex and, uh, Tarkin coming back. So I'm just curious to see what they do with it and, uh, can't wait for it. I think we'll have a lot more to talk about after the first couple episodes. I mean, yeah, at this point, uh, I mean, May the 4th will happen, and I mean, we'll record right after that. Either that, or, or we'll wait for the first two episodes and maybe do it the next Together. week and do it, do an episode one and two. 100 be, minutes to cover. It'll be hard to, <laughs> to recap 100 minutes, but um, we'll see. Maybe we do a special uh, episode one, or well, episode two recapping episode one. Um, midweek next week. We'll see. Yeah. So, well, that, that'll lead us into, uh, I guess other news and updates, um, of which there aren't a ton, uh, kind of already touched on, uh, the newest book books released today, actually, um, ascendancy, uh, ascendancy, uh, uh, greater good and chaos rising. Um, but as far as, uh, other stuff, the, the only other big toy collectible, update there's some lego releases uh this weekend on may 1st in time for may the 4th as far as uh, there's a new r2d2 lego set it, the only thing special about it is the 50th anniversary lucasfilm you have to get that brick you have to i'm get not it. paying 200 for a printed like you know i'll pay 200 for other things but i'm not paying for one printed brick it's pretty awesome though it, it is cool i mean it is it is cool to see that it's the 50th anniversary of, of Lucasfilm. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know that some people know that. that well, that's L- why Luke, Lucas made some, some movies before, before Star Wars, before Star Wars. Yeah. They, uh, they I am, done. I'm excited to see what May the 4th brings us for the 50th anniversary for action figures, just because we already have some, I mean, if you look at the shelves behind you, like we've got the Phantom Menace that came out with the 50th. Um, we've got some of the archive series that came out with the 50th anniversary, uh, logo on them already. And uh, I'm curious to see what else they do. I'm sure, I, I don't doubt that they'll have some exclusive that's going to be big. Uh, I do think that Tech's going to come out because he's the only member of the Bad Batch that we have not seen yet in action figure form. And yeah, from there, it's just about, uh, oh, not Tech, uh, Echo. Oh, right. Sorry. Right, right. Uh, but he's the only member of the Bad Batch we have not seen yet. Um, so I expect him to come out next. Uh Outside of that, I'm not sure who we're going to get out of that show. Well, Omega. I will bet they. Get, be. I bet they're going to 
Yeah. Pump I, out an Omega, I'm sure. I don't sure. know how you don't. And then... Uh, I bet they yeah. do a Fennec. Well, I don't... See, I don't know. They could do her for the Mando line that they have out right now, or they could... Or both. They could do both. They could do both. Oh, and, my God. Gosh, Money. They know I would buy both, so... Um, yeah, um, but super excited to see what figures come out. Uh, Hasbro has their own live stream going on on May the 4th for a fan fest kind of, well, a pulse first or whatever they call it. Um, but pretty excited about that. And then other than that, I mean, bad batch starts May the 4th, everything May the 4th. Yeah. The next, what, three months will be jam full of content. I mean, yeah, the rest of the year for star Wars, we've got. You got Kenobi um, in the fall. Bad Batch, Visions, um, Bad ba- or Kenobi, and then uh, the Book of Boba. Oh, that's right. Book of Boba comes out in December. Yeah, and then, and then Mando 3 is after that. That's right. Yeah, really excited stuff. I mean, we got, There's a ton of stuff. We got a ton of stuff, um, and can't wait to start it all with um, all of our uh, listeners. Um, should be a great time. Yeah. Well, um, do we want to share where people can find us on uh social media yeah we should do that that'd be a good idea so um uh personally you can find me at jedi john four on twitter uh and that's really where we're going to find most of the show um cast at this point yeah on twitter so we've got um like i said jedi john four uh you can find me personally at obi obi underscore sean S-E-A-N underscore Kenobi uh, with a zero as the O because, you know, the normal Kenobi was taken. Um, but more importantly, you can find the show um, uh, at Forced Diet Pod. Real simple. Uh, so, you know, hit us up on hit us up on Twitter. Yeah, we're um, just starting there. So. We are. We are. We'll, we'll be sharing, uh, you know, th- uh, theory posts, um, you know, all sorts of media, etc. Uh, you know. Yep. Yeah, everything. It'll be we'll fun. Be sharing whatever. It'll be fun. Yep. Um, well, lots of fun. If you want to hear anything specific, just uh, hit us up on there. Yeah. And then with that. Share, share, yeah. Share your favorite theories with us. Yeah. You know, what you think, what you hope to see. Uh, let's build that, uh, that, that community. So, um, yeah, that's it right now. I right? mean, yeah, that's it until, uh, until next time. Uh, may the force be with you. <laughs>